All right, Mr. Donnell Smalls, man. How you doing? Doing pretty good. How about you? Very good, man. I'm happy to have you. You've been in with our company for uh, quite some time now, and uh, you have kind of started like everybody else entry level and kind of worked your way up, which is pretty, pretty awesome. So before we get into that, tell me about you, man. Where, where are you from? I hear it definitely a heavy accent. <laughs> um, I was born and raised in Harlem, New York. Gotcha. And then uh, you moved to Jacksonville, correct? Yeah, I moved to Florida um, a couple of years before I started with, um, a couple of months before I started with the company. As soon as I moved to Florida, like a month later, um, I found the company and then everything started from there. Gotcha. So you moved to a brand new state about 1,200 miles away from your hometown. You were looking for a, for a job, I'm assuming, right? Just a regular job to kind of pay the bills? Exactly. Uh, you had all this pressure. I'm assuming you had a family with you, correct? Correct. You had a family. So uh, you were looking for jobs to maintain the household that you came across direct sales, right, Hila? Yeah, I came again. I came across Hila. Actually, um, I started working at Nationwide Furniture for like a couple of weeks. And um, I was working hard because I was the biggest guy in there. And I was, and they gave me my first check and it was $75. I mean, <laughs> from working hard and then I had came home one day and then um my kid's mother she had a um she had found the ad and she had told me about it and um the next day I went to the job and they hired me I paid attention wrote everything down in the training class and they they picked me out and said you want to do great at this company can you start tomorrow and um I was there yeah you know the key one of the key things you mentioned there was you took notes I noticed that a lot of people that do good in our business take it seriously and goes back to note taking. Same because it's it's a career path, right? It's a career path. And if you go to college, what do you do in college? In the class, take notes, notes, right? So you could uh, go back to them, refresh, and prepare for the test, right? Our test is actually go ahead and do the presentation. Uh, but you took notes, which I'm assuming you still have them. Correct. I definitely got all my notes. <laughs> you know, I got a, I got a whole drawer here full of notes from the first day I started. Every time I go to meetings or when I go out to a banquet or I need to talk to somebody upline or even just casual notes on my phone, I like to take notes because I can learn from everybody. It doesn't matter what level they are, new, older, or the same level as me. Well, we could always learn from somebody. So you had all this pressure on you right, of, of uh, maintaining a household and having a family, but you worked just a couple of weeks and you made 75 bucks. I'm going to after taxes, took a bit of taxes off and, whatever the case may be. Now, what particularly like made you want to do this? Like, what did you see though? You know what? This is something I could do. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. It was in the, in the beginning. I didn't know, I didn't know nothing, man. I just know I had to work. I had to make some money and um, I was just ready to get into it. So they, they took me out, you know, I went out on my first appointment and um, I sold it. They said I was a natural, you know, and um. They gave me a name, started calling me the Golden Boy, because after that, it, it was just, it was just, man, I'm telling you, I was just selling, 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 and I just put my all into it. Everything I learned from the training, everything I took from the notes, I applied it in every single demonstration that I did, and um, they threw me right in. I didn't go in with nobody, watch anybody. I just went in by myself, had my notes with me. Times the demonstrations, I go through my notes. Oh, man. I lost you there. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Even in the demonstrations, I, you know, go through my notes and everything and I just go on with it, you know, and I was selling them, man. I was, I was dedicated. 
I did everything that they told me in training, everything, my nose down to the T. I didn't skip anything at all. I, I, man, and it was fun. It, it ended up being fun for me because I liked it so much, and um, it was the only thing I had. Gotcha. So how many days of training did you actually do? Initially? Sorry about that. Let me turn this volume back up. Sorry about that. Can you hear me? Yep, yep, yep. So how many days of initial training did you actually do? Um, you mean like, um, every day we came into the office, we had a training class, um, before we went out into the field, before we went to like any appointments or anything, we had training classes, you know, they'd just give us like tips on what happened the day before, how did I sell it, you know, and things of that nature. So every day there, you know, we'll touch up on it a little bit. I go over what I did, how I use my notes and I just take more notes and I just, I just kept learning. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um. How often did you kind of uh, refer back to your notes when you were new? I kept them with me. I, every day I went out, I kept my I kept my notes in my bag with me. Mm -hmm. Because even in the demonstration, you know, I learned something new, you know, that I didn't apply the day before. So I learned something new that I didn't do, take notes on that. And the next day I'll be able to apply that also. So it was like an everyday learning experience and an everyday learning process. Gotcha. Now, you guys, when you started, was it mainly appointments or was it door-to-door -door crew? Well, when I started, we was door-to-door, -door, man. It was, a, it was a truck full, a van full of us. And um, some people even got tired. They didn't they want to do it no more. They didn't want to knock doors. But me, I was the first one in the house and I was the last one out. It's times I came out the house, the whole van, everybody gone. And they small, Donnell, you still want to go in? Yeah, I'm ready for another one. And I go in and I just... I just bang off another one. I got home at night sometimes, literally 12 o'clock at night mm -hmm. for my hard day of work. Woke up the next morning, 6.30 at the office, 7, 7.30, and we right back at it again. Every single day I worked. Exactly. Even sometimes I worked on Sundays, you know, but yeah. Where do you think that high level of desire comes from? Of, uh, you have a high level of desire to become successful. I know we worked in the past before. Where do you think that comes from? Um, I think it come within wanting to succeed, you know, wanting to do better and never wanting to fall back into the position that I was in, you know, and just, yeah. Gotcha. I think a lot of people want to become successful, definitely, you know, have that idea, but don't put in the equity sweat that you do. So you got into the office, you said at 7.30 in the morning, and you, what time you got home? Hey. I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes I got there, nobody was there. <laughs> I got there, sometimes nobody was there. But I sat outside, I waited for them to come. You know, this was, you know, and, and I got home literally sometimes 12 o'clock at night, 12, 12.30, 1 o'clock, you know, and it was late nights, man. I, I worked all day long. And um, so far, has that, has that gotten you the results that you wanted out of life? Um, yeah, it paid off tremendously. It, it, it changed everything. It changed everything, you know, it changed where I lived at, you know, my way of living, my way of thinking, you know, um, getting to meet certain people, you know, just from going door to door, you know, you got to be a people person for people to want to, you know, um, let you in their homes and sell, sell them a high price machine. So it, it changed a lot of things, man. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, if you didn't have any experience in sales before you got into Hyla, uh, I'm assuming you had some kind of fear of knocking on a door. Is that correct? 
Yeah, it was that that was the the funny part about it because um when I first started, we had canvases, you know, so I didn't really know how to knock a door at first. I didn't know what to do, but get in, do what they told me in training on how to present and show the machines and go off of my notes. So we had people who would knock you in, which was canvases, and I learned from them how to knock myself in, you know, knowing that if the canvaser was to knock me in, they was to get a little portion of my money. So I thought about it, studied them every time I went to the door, took notes on that, learned it, and then I said, you know what, I'm going to try to knock myself in. And then the rest was history. From there, I was a, I was a door knocking. I was knocking myself in, other people in. I, I can just get right in for some reason. Being, you know, six foot seven, 280 pounds, it was like, it was like a gift, you know? So how did you over, overcome the fear of knocking a door? Um, be honest, you know, um, everything, everything that I did, I, I, I bought the load with me, man. Everything, everybody, everybody I met, they could see it on me, you know, um, I just wanted it bad, to be honest with you. And I had the load with me, you know, and I, it was my job. This is what I do. And I perfected it. And, um, I just knocked the doors, did what I was trained, talked to the people. I was honest with them. I was real. They looked in my eyes. They knew I wasn't just some guy just coming around trying to baffle them or something. And they let me into their homes freely and they bought the machines willingly and they loved me at the end. So it was hard work, dedication, and um, I just put everything that I learned into it. So kind of you're very transparent. You know, you kind of wear your emotional sleeves. People can see that. They can, they can feel your vibe. And uh, they felt that you were there with good intentions, correct? Correct. Yep. Good. That's good. So um, I think in 2016, you were the top rep of the company, correct? Say that one more time. 2016, you were the top rep for the company nationwide? Yeah, 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 I was. I sold, I sold a lot. I sold a lot. I, I, went, I went extra hard. And um, when they first told me that, I couldn't believe it. They said you number one in the whole country. And I was like, what, what you mean number one in the country? And they said, well, in the whole country, you're the number one top sales rep. And I said, man. And then they showed me the numbers. And I, I was so used to just working every day and pitting it in. I didn't even know I sold that many, but I did, man. It was just from hard work, dedication, and um, it took me to a higher level. Gotcha. So you weren't out there chasing awards. You were out there chasing your dreams. Yeah, that was the that was the main goal, you know. That was the goal that we live for when you come into a company like this. You got a goal, you want to go out and accomplish it, and um, you want to pitch your all into it, like with no excuses, you know. You just wanna you wanna do what you learn and go in there full blast, and that's what I did, man. Everything that I learned, I ain't have no excuses. I worked every day, you know. The kids at home, you know. I, sometimes I didn't even see them, you know, cause I'd be sleeping. I come in late, they'd be sleep. I wake up seven, they still sleep, and I'm gone. So sometimes I didn't even get to see anybody, but I just put the work in, man, and um, I'm, I'm here, man, years later. Seven years later, I'm here. I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, all the dedication you put into the hours and the sacrifices. So I think everybody, you know, forgets about, about the sacrifices you have to make to become successful. You know, I was in the same path. You know, I barely see my, my family or my, at the time my girlfriend. Now she's my fiance. Uh, I, I didn't spend that much time with them when I first started because I was chasing my dreams and I knew that I had to sacrifice now so later I could have the lifestyle that I wanted, right? 
Correct. And people think sometimes it comes like immediately or instant gratification, right? Hey, I'm putting work today. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm set for life. I'm set for, for a week or for, for a month, you know. Uh, how do you get in a position where you don't get stagnant? You know, like, hey, you know what? I had, had the last two days. I made some really good money. I'm off the next couple of days. But how do you get to a position where you don't get stagnant? What drives you to not become stagnant? Um, just thinking about the legacy of my kids, you know, just thinking where they'll be in the next, you know, 15 to 20 years and thinking about where I'll be, how early I, I might want to retire or, you know, how long I want to be doing this before I open up, you know, multiple stores and my kids already owe and lay back. So it was, it was all that in one, that drive, you know, I, I had plans and I thought ahead about it, you know, and, um, I worked my way from, from, you know, being that dealer to that, that team leader, leading crews of people, to stepping up to, you know, distributorship mm-hmm. in a company, man. And, and it, like you said, it wasn't easy, but one of the main things I can say through my journey, I never, not one time, thought about giving up. It just, it just wasn't in me, you know? I just always wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. It was like a passion, a love. And, and once you got a love for something, man, you won't work a day in your life because you love what you're doing. So you just having fun and you just, and it turned into fun for me, you know? And pe- some people might say, work? How work turned into fun? Because you got to love what you're doing. That's how, you know? Absolutely. You definitely have to love what you're doing. Um, but I- I'm proud of you. You know, we met like about a year and a half ago. Exactly. You- you're part of one of the hardest work I've met in my life, man. I definitely find that you definitely get up early. Uh, you get home late <laughs> and-, and you make it happen no matter what. If it's hot, if it's cold, if it's raining, you yeah. definitely earn a badge of no excuse. I mean, absolutely. Which is pretty, pretty positive. So, Thank you, man. Uh, you're welcome. I talked about you being a dealer. Now, you got, you got promoted to a team leader, correct? After correct. Months, okay. What do you think it takes to become a team leader? Besides hitting the, uh, the numbers, right? But what kind of personality, what kind of characteristics does a team leader need to have to become successful? Um, as a team leader, one of the, one of the main things, I'm going to be honest, that you have, to, you have to have as a team leader dealing with so many different personalities on your truck, on your van, is patience. You got to have patience and you have to, you got to be a people person, man, because you're dealing with all types of personality mixed in one, you know, and um, if you don't have a canvasser on your crew, you got to be that. So now you got to be the team leader and the canvasser, you know. And it takes patience, you know, especially when you out in Florida working in a hot sun and you got all of these people. So for me, it took a lot of patience getting to know the dealers on the truck with me, you know, billing, you know, kind of like, you know, little work bonds with them, you know, just letting them know, you know, it takes patience. I'm going to get you in. Just relax. Don't worry. When you get in, just step by step, you know, walking through with them. And man, it was amazing, man, you know. Some people couldn't handle it. You had the, the weak ones and you had the strong ones that wanted to, wanted to accomplish a goal. So where I came from, because I shared my story with them, and they're like, man, that's, that's tremendous, you know? And they, they went out there and went full blast. You know, a couple of people to this day, you know? You must bother them. You know, it's funny that I started uh, direct sales kind of uh, doing door-to-door, and then I went to appointments and kind of been on appointments for a very long time until we kind of met. And then I kind of forgot, you know, uh, how important it is to having that aspect, you know, having that in your arsenal, right? Because the good thing is that in our business, if you don't have an appointment, 
You just go get a gift and you make it happen, right? Yes. You're right. So it's great. Right. You don't have an appointment. Go make an appointment, right? Uh, I learned from, I think, from Todd Peralti. He always talks about, you know, appointments cancel, but appointment time slots don't cancel, right? So if you're going to work at 2 p.m. appointment or 6 p.m. or whatever time slot your office does and they're at home or something happened to them, the hours didn't cancel. So if people just got, go home, I feel like, you know, they're wasting their time and they're not true to their uh, goals and their dreams, right? So um, I definitely like about you is that you definitely uh, make it happen um, every single time you're in the field. Uh, something about the team leaders that you mentioned, they have to be inspirational and, and, and motivational. So yeah. kind of use your story, you said, right? It's like kind of yes, your story. Father, father. So after being a team leader, you kind of obviously got promoted to becoming a distributor, right? Yes, correctly. How long Correct. did it take from the moment you started to the company to the moment you became a distributor? How long did it take you? Um, well, I'm going to be honest. I, um, a lot of people was telling me that, you know, I've been ready, you know, but I got a little comfortable with the money that was coming in as a team leader, you know. I, I, I sat for a little longer than I was expected to you know a lot of people told me hey man it's time for you to go it's time for you to take off and I was just used to running crews you know and the money was coming in you know and then it took me about uh maybe uh if I'm not mistaken after a team leader a year a year after after I became a team leader it took me a year and then I became a distributor positive positive um I know people that actually have fear of becoming a distributor. You know, they are team leaders. They have qualified for distributorship or could qualify the next couple of months, but they're scared. Um, were you ever scared to become a distributor and having your own office or company? It, it wasn't too much about fear. It was, it was at um, the point where um, I was making a lot of money as a team leader, you know, and I perfected it. I just didn't, I was in a comfort zone, you know, I was just sitting in a comfort zone and it was good every day, you know, and I didn't want to leave out that comfort zone, but a lot of people was telling me, hey, it's time, you know, it's time for you to go, man, you don't need to sit here, you know, to go on a bigger and better things, show people the way, you know, open up, you know, the, the money you're making for other people, make for yourself, so one day I sat down, you know, I took maybe two or three days off and I thought about it and I got all my paperwork and everything lined up and, um, and I just did it. And yeah, it wasn't about fear. Um, I just did it. You did it positive, positive. So um, so now you became a distributor. What was the first thing you had to do to become a distributor? Like was the first thing was looking for an office, was opening accounts, what what was the first thing you did as a distributor? Um the first thing that I did was um I registered my business, you know, um, you have to go on the websites, register your business, you know, your name, get everything verified, you know, the license, you know, um, Sundays and all of those business things. Um, then accounts. I think I did the accounts before. I'm not sure if I did the accounts first or after, but I know I registered the business, then the accounts. And, um, after that, you know, then you get your office and everything set up and, um, then, you know, you get your machines, you know, you start your, your recruiting, you know, your training, and and then you go from there. How many free machines did you, did you earn when you first started? Um, 10. So you had 10 free machines? 
10 free machines. That's a pretty good number right there, right? That's a good number. And what kind of office were you looking for specifically? What were some things that you wanted your office to have? How many rooms, meeting rooms? Um, something just to get started with, you know, um, about, you know, one meeting room, um, a couple of other rooms, you know, for um, training and recruiting. You got your meeting room, your training room, um, you know, your recruiting room, your waiting room, you know, your, your own personal office space, you know. So maybe about six to seven. Six, seven, positive. And how much money did you have saved up? So you, you definitely want to, you want to definitely start off with at least, you know, at least 10 grand. Okay. That's what you want to, you know, start off with to get all of your stuff in a row and ready and, and go out there and pursue your goal in your career. You want to start off with at least 10 grand. Mm -hmm. Now, some people might say that $10,000 is a lot of money for them to start off or to save, right? But on the other hand, to start off your business with, with only $10,000, that's pretty cheap. So which, which way did you view it? Was it like unattainable to save $10,000? Or did you see it, oh my God, this is really cheap to start off, start off my own business? That, that's kind of correct. A lot of people might see that $10,000 is kind of cheap. And some people might say, you know, well, man, $10,000, well, how am I going to do it? Well, if you working every single day with, with, with the business that we do, and you're saving your money, which is one of the top things that you want to do. You definitely want to save tremendously. Um, the goal is easy to accomplish. You know, it's definitely there for you. And that's one of the things that I had to step up and do, you know, in the beginning, having a, a, a big spending habit, you know, being a, a team leader, knowing the money coming in, spending it, spending it. I had to sit back and think about it, but coming into distributorship, you know, now it's time to save because I'm going to need this. I'm going to need that. I'm going to need bags. I'm going to need lights. I'm going to need inventory. You know, I'm going to need all of these things. So that came the time where I had to say, now it's time to start saving, you know, and $10,000 mm -hmm. is pretty cheap to start up a business like this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, um, what kind of money were you making before you became a distributor? So people have an idea how much money you were making. <laughs> Um, I was making some good money, man. Uh, over a thousand, over two thousand a week. What would you say? Yeah, definitely over um three, four as a as a team. Yeah, definitely over four, three to four thousand a week. Yeah. Wow. So saving ten thousand, it's not that hard if you're working like you know every single day for your for your dreams. Wow. Nah, not at all. That won't that won't be hard at all. Uh uh. Not wow. if you're working every day and you're doing exactly what you pitch your all in to do. You're going to accomplish it, man. You got to. So you, you got your paperwork in order. You found your store. Uh, you got your 10 free machines. What was the next thing you, you, you did in your business? Recruiting. Recruiting, okay. How important is recruiting? Re recruiting is the is, is like one of the top things because you, you need people. You want people there. You have to recruit. That's something that you should do at least. Oh man, you 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 want to recruit at least three to four times a week. <laughs> Would you say like three to four times a week? I think every day, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, every yeah every day recruiting. You know, you have your your people to help you out and things of that nature. So yeah, it, it get kind of busy, but I I say like three to four times a week. You know, recruiting, but like you said, every day every day is a plus.
on recruiting because you need people coming in every day. Why? Because mm-hmm. everybody need a chance at the opportunity. So gotcha. that's correct. Every day will be uh, – that'll be acceptable. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, <clears throat> did you hire a recruiter initially or is that something you did yourself? Well, in the beginning, I did it myself. But um, like you said, initially, you definitely want to hire a recruiter. Mm-hmm. You know, because me, me um, doing other positions, you know, like um, finding another team leader. This is just in the beginning as a startup, you know, finding another team leader, somebody that's qualified to be a team leader, you know, after becoming a dealer or somebody that I work with for a while that I know have those qualifications. So in the beginning, it was me doing it myself. But eventually, you definitely want to find that recruiter. Absolutely. I think you definitely need a recruiter and definitely somebody to run a phone room if that's something that you are looking to to do when you first start off. So now you have some people in the office. Something you mentioned earlier is that you have meetings every single day, correct? Correct. That's that's the top. Yes, you why, have to. Why is that important? Well, meetings every day because you don't want people to get boring, man. You want to put up incentives. You want to let them know the reason they're here. You don't want them to get, you know, tired. You don't... You don't want them to, to lose that fire that they had in the beginning, starting up, hearing how good it is, you know, coming into the business. You know, maybe they had a hard day and they like, oh, man, I, I can do something better than this. Well, you can't do nothing better than this because you won't make the money that you're making here one day, you know, that you're making in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So everyday meetings is, you know, to inspire people, to keep that fire going in them and let them know how fun it is to be a part of this family because we're definitely a family when you join us, you know. You know, we're looking out for each other. We're helping each other on an everyday basis, you know, lifting you up when you're feeling down. So that's why meetings is important every day, to do the uplifting, you know, and to train them and keep them on point on things to do when you go out in these demonstrations, even as a door-knocking appointment or a set appointment, you know. Mm-hmm. They want to have that fire in there, that passion, and loving what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you say is your strongest part of their presentation? My strongest part of the presentation is making a friend. Making a friend. <laughs> you definitely see that. You <laughs> what are some things that you do to make a friend? Some questions, some gestures, whatever, what's your trick? Um, so making a friend is, is, is just being yourself. Just being honest, man. Just, just being yourself and honest because, believe me, the customers can read you. You know, if you go in there on some fake stuff, this and that, they're they going to hit you with an excuse. Hey, well, I got somewhere to go. Can you come back? Or um, maybe we can set this up for another time or they'll just hit you with anything. But if they know you real and you're you and you you got something to show them, you know, they'll take time out. It'll be 10 minutes to turn into a half an hour. Half an hour will turn into an hour and a half. Next thing you know, they're asking you the price. Next thing you know, they're filling out paperwork. So... You know, you, you want to make a friend. A friend won't tell you no, you know. They like you. They like the product. There's no way they can tell you no. So you want to make a good friend for about, I go in the house and my, my first 15 minutes of just conversation, talking, finding things out about them, sharing a little bit about me, you know, how long they've been in the home, you know, pets, kids, husband, wife, who does the cleaning, who does the decorating, just being me. I, I'm just a... I'm a, I'm a talking person, so most people, you know, you go in their homes, they want to talk also, or they want somebody to listen, and I'm a good listener also, so you want to be a good listener, and you want to be a people person, you know, and we all that, you know? Mm-hmm. You're definitely good at making a friend, you know, I remember the, 
the time a customer brought in their machine to cancel and you're <laughs> you know he told you as a man that he could afford it and his wife wanted it i remember you you uh you boxed it back up you went to his house and you were like well man like you lied to my face and uh yeah. you know he just wanted some reassurance you know yeah. of, of the company of who you were and uh Actually, he called the office a couple of days after that. He was kind of happy, you know, that you came yeah. back and you, and you, you know, you kind of made him on his way as a man. He was happy about that. He kind of definitely raved about you. So, yes, sir. Important building a report. Because let's be honest, you know, if you don't, if you don't build a report, people aren't going to spend money with you, right? That's correct. You know, That's correct. You. So we emphasize a lot on doing a good presentation, which is important, but you also got to focus on building a report. You know, people buy off emotions they buy off things that you present to them and one of the biggest things is your, it's yourself you know if you sell yourself because a product does sell itself right yes the, oh. the, it does the product is sell itself the product is amazing the most i'm gonna be honest not just because i work for the company if somebody was to come to my house and would have showed me that guess what i want one you know it's, it's an amazing product and like you said it it really sells itself you know you got to go in and you got to you know, present it, be yourself, and man, that thing will sell itself. It's amazing. It does everything. There's it's nothing out that can compare to it. And believe me, I done been in so many homes. I, I, I couldn't even tell you how many small homes, big mansion homes that I've been in, you know, and man, it, it does everything. People had all kinds of machines, you know, and once they got to look at the amazing Hyla, guess what? It was all she wrote. <laughs> Absolutely. So now you're distributor. You got your got your office up and rolling. You're running meetings every single day. <clears throat> um, what do you do to keep dealers around? Anything you do specifically to keep your retention level high? Well, incentives. Incentives is good. People always want to, you know, they want to have something extra that they know they can they can accomplish you know or, or get you know actually going into the field just keeping it nice and spicy for them you know putting up little you know bonuses here an incentive here a gas card there you know things of that nature you know just so they know man i worked hard bust my butt i earned my money and i got a little something extra that'll always keep it nice and spicy and fun you know little little parties little balloon pop-ins here and there if somebody Went out and got maybe um, 50 doll surveys today, four instant sets, you know, things of that nature. They, you put up a little incentive for them, you know, and make them know that they worth something. They they had a, like I said earlier, they had a, a family environment, you know. They're not just here to work, but they're here for a goal, and they got people around them that care about them. So that's how you keep people, man, you know. You just treat them right. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned frozen instant sets. But when you first met, you, you weren't really sold or weren't, weren't really programmed to be doing referrals, correct? Correct. That's that's 100% correct. So what what changed in, in your philosophy in, in now getting referrals and getting instant sets? Well, um, when I was invited out there to Alabama, when I came out there with you, that was my first time ever experiencing it because, you know, when I came out there, I thought we was just knocking, knocking, knocking. Like you saw my, my first... Um, when I came out there, just knock, 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 knock. And then you introduced me and showed me the way from the referrals, which was a little bit easy. And I was like surprised at it. I'm like, man, wow, that's crazy. And um, 
You showed me how to do the referrals, you know, how we got to set appointments, how you just keep the bowl roll, rolling. You go in a house, you know, you get your two Insta sets, you get your, your referrals, you know, 20, 30, 40 referrals and, and people willing to give up names and think because they want, they want to share their experience. Oh, I got amazing Hydra. My sister love it. My grandma need one. Oh, try my brother. Um, he, he got a lot of money, this and that. So you just get as many as people, them writing down, writing down, you know, and they set the instances right there. You know, it's a script that you introduced me to. They call them up right there. And man, it was an amazing feeling. Um, and I learned how to use it. And I went with that and cooperating with the door knocking. And man, boom, that's yeah, it. Absolutely. I remember a couple of uh, weeks, you had like three or four sales that were from instances. The customer made the appointments and they were pretty much a walk in the park where you just had to go from the machine because the person referred them spoke highly about you and about the product and they really were mm. interested. So that's right. the best way is to incorporate both things, right? Have yes. a, like every photo is good in success. Uh, if you don't have an appointment, go knock in. If your permission doesn't hold up, then go knock in. If you don't have an appointment, go knock in. You definitely want to, uh, I think, definitely have, have both things working for you. Um, that is the best way to become successful in our company, in my opinion. So that's... Okay. That's a good opinion. That's correct, man. I think that's the, I'm glad that you introduced me to that because man, that's the best way. Like you said, maybe somebody had a doctor appointment, ain't home next door. You know, I did that one morning. I went out, you know, and some people had a doctor appointment. She said, come back. I went to the other lady house. She said, well, honey, uh, I'm not feeling good today. And I looked at a neighbor and I said, well, hold on. Let me, let me go talk to them. And boom, she was interested. She was, she needed it. She wanted it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you go to appointments, knock in. If the appointments don't go, and they go hand in hand, man. You can't never go wrong. Never. Never. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's crazy. We were knocking in about two weeks ago on a Saturday, and it was like 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock almost. We're out to the house, and the car comes behind us, right? The wow. guy, oh, you know, I, I have a camera, and I've seen you guys at my, my house for a couple of minutes knocking. I'm going to help you. I was like, hey, you know, we just a new air purifier company out here getting our name out. And he said, wow, I'm actually in the market to get an air purifier. Wow. So if you come back in 30 minutes, I'm going to finish talking to my brother and I'll be here. So we came back in about 45 minutes to an hour. We obviously, we were, we were knocking in the area, so time kind of went by fast. When we come back, the door is wide open. The guy says, it took you guys long enough. Come on, come on in. Yeah. <laughs> so within 20 minutes, he's like, yeah, guess to stop. I'm going to get one. Wow. He was so excited about how our product worked. He actually invited a couple of his friends that live in the area to come by. And I think we booked a couple of appointments for the, the following week. I mean, we sold already a couple of appointments, which is pretty awesome. Nice. You know, uh, I think building a rapport with people and showing them a good presentation, having good vibes, you know, good things happen to, to people, especially if you put in the work, you know, uh, it's purpose and intent, have an intent to go out there with a purpose and things will, will, will definitely happen for you. There's no doubt about it. So what's, what's your goals now? You know, obviously we, we had a crazy 2020. What are, they, what are they going to do now the next couple of months here? Um, my goals now is to, to, to sell, to, to finish out this year big, man, and just sell, 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 recruit, recruit, recruit. Um, Appointment, door knock, just hard work, everything incorporated in one, just everything, you know, just full speed because we've been slowed down a lot 
through these last couple of months, like you said, with this, this virus thing going on. So now recruit, recruit, knock, 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 sell, 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 nonstop, you know, at least seven days a week, you know, just go hard, full throttle, nonstop, and um, finish out the year extra strong, like incredible hawk. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think because of epidemic sales are dropping or increasing? Uh, to be honest, I think um, because of the epidemic, sales is increasing, man, because people need this now. They need their air clean. Mm-hmm. They need, you know, they need to sanitize it, to sanitize, sterilize, and deodorize their air, you know? So you go in the home and you showing them this. they like, hold on, baby, I need this. What it does? Let me see, you know? Like, a lady I was just with, she was, like, impressed. I mean, I didn't. I, pr- I didn't even get to really, you know, show the lady, you know, we bought it in, you know, and I was talking to her about it. She said, I- I'm, I'm going to get this. And I, I said, well, hold on, ma'am, you know, let us show you first. And she already had her mind made up that she was purchasing this product, you know, and um, it was just an amazing feeling. So, yeah, the sales definitely going up because of this, this breathing issue and you, you want nice, fresh, sterilized, clean in your home. And the hyla brings that into your environment. So, uh, whatever, whatever, what else would you want besides something that does its job? You know, a hundred percent. I think a lot of people put excuses mentally uh, and put roadblocks and tell and kind of restrain themselves for 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 uh, becoming successful because in every situation is always an opportunity, right? Correct. When this happened, I'm sure I know some people that said, oh, my God, you know, uh, this is going to hurt our industry. The case may be this is not going to happen. But we have proof that actually uh, has been the complete opposite, right? Because you mentioned, right, yeah. this is an opportunity. Now, air pollution and air quality has never been as important in history as it is right now. What do you, what do you think about that? Yo, you know what's so funny about that? I was talking with a guy before all of this took place. I mean, before it even hit. And I was telling him how important it is for him to get one of these in his house with his daughter and his dogs and this and that. And soon as it hit, I got a message from him saying, hey, can you give me a call? And when I called him, he said, man, you must be psychic. He was just tell- Yo, I'm telling you, it was so crazy. He said, you was just telling me about this machine and the clean end. He was hyped up and he was excited. Then he said, man, y'all, y'all got payment plans on them things? And I said, we sure do. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. Good story there. But, uh, but yeah, definitely, man, if you um, are in a bad situation or you're not, are not reaching your goals, definitely, um, you know, get into direct sales. And so Hyla is definitely the best company out there. Uh, we do the air purification, and it's like the best thing right now people can do for the indoor air quality, especially if you're home 24-7. Imagine people that are they're on lockdown and quarantine, right? They're breathing yeah. air over and over and over. So, I mean, if you're breathing the same still air for 14 days, you're going to definitely uh, – your chance of getting sick is definitely a lot higher than, than those who at least open the doors and windows that go outside. So definitely uh, get a hold of us if you're looking to uh, do some sales, direct sales, uh, or you need some some uh, motivation. I think your story, Donnell, is one of the best things I heard. You know, you change your life and uh, you move from Florida. I mean, from New York to Florida, uh, and you made seventy-five bucks working at a, at a furniture store. And <laughs> doing this, and then we're making what three to four thousand dollars a week as a team yeah. leader, down to a distributor. So. 
man, congratulations on that, man. That's pretty, 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 pretty awesome. Thank you, man. So, uh, hey, my last question. That. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. My last question is, those who are listening, what advice would you give to people uh, that are iffy or that need to change their career and look into against direct sales? Um, the advice I would give them is, is history. All of the big, big names, all of them started in direct sales, door-to-door knocking. Name all of the big names from Warren Buffett to, 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 to Mark Cuban to, to, um, to um, Bill Gates. They started door-to-door at 12 years old. He was knocking doors, you know, encyclopedias, Mark Cuban, you know, um, Warren Buffett selling his buttons, you know. Each and every one of them started in direct sales and made a bunch of money. And look at them now. They even tell you. So, you know, um, direct sales is the highest paid opportunity, best job you can have, you know. And um, I, I just say, give it a shot, man. What do you have to lose? I mean, you have nothing to lose but everything to gain. So, mm-hmm. you know, shoot forward, man, and shoot above the stars. And uh, you'll definitely get it done. Well, good advice. Uh, the key thing I picked up from you was definitely give 100% and desire, burning desire to become successful. I think those are definitely two key elements that uh, people need to have to obtain all their goals and dreams in their life. And direct sales could do that if you have those two things. So, Danelle, uh, thank you for uh, being here with us. It was a great time talking to you, man. It was a pleasure. Man, until next time, all right? Thank you, man. Appreciate y'all. See you later. Take care. All right.